0: I want to welcome every person if it's your first time here or in Lancaster or watching this online. We are in the middle of an incredible series called Masks. It's Halloween. We often think about dressing up for Halloween and here's the deal about the series. The truth is this, we, we often think that, you know, Halloween's that time where once a year we dress up and we kind of wear a mask or a costume and pretend to be somebody else. But reality is this, that we often do this every day of the year. 365 days a year, we often live behind masks. We often kind of put on a front. We often kind of project somebody that we're not, but we want you to think that we are. And so in this series, my goal is that we can find a little freedom then we could, you know, it's exhausting living that way. What does it look like for us to find some freedom in this area? Now, I have a question, and I just want all of you, both campuses, to be completely honest in your response. How many of you feel like you are not very photogenic? Raise your hand if you feel like you're not. Listen, a lot of people today feel like they're not photogenic. Listen, I'm with you. I'm one of those people, I hate the way I look in pictures, okay? Those of us that are not photogenic, we hate the way we look. In fact, you know what we hate even more than the way we look in pictures? People who are photogenic. Don't they just drive you crazy? Here's, here's the good news, though. You ever see somebody, and they're so beautiful. You ever t- you're like, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous, every picture. She is so hot. Like, you can look at pictures and go, oh my gosh, and then you meet them and then you realize they look better on camera than they do in person. That is like God's leveling field, right? I like that part. For those of us who aren't very photogenic, uh, I am truly thankful that God created face filters. Do you know what face filters, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm gonna get the younger crowd, the older crowd, will clue you in, but it started with Snapchat, if I recall. Snapchat had all these incredible face filters that you could spend hours every day playing with these face filters. Now Instagram has it. And and it's like these filters that when you go to take a picture of yourself, because maybe if you're like me, you don't like to post pictures of yourself because you don't like the way you look. But then when you get a face filter, have you ever noticed it smooths out your skin? It, it hides all the imperfections. There's no more wrinkles. Now, trust me, guys, you've got to watch because it does give you a little bit of eyeshadow and some pretty lashes. <laughs> but there's something about face filters, right, that just looks so good on you. Now, here's the thing about life, and that is that I, I think what most of us tend to do is, is we go through life honestly filtering what other people see about ourselves what we do we go through life and we constantly are wearing face filters so that other people only see what we want them to see we post our accomplishments we post the things we celebrate but then the struggles we make sure nobody can see and so we've got face filters and the truth is this that really we're going through life with real life face filters as masks Let me explain what I'm talking about. We we can go through life, and life can be so hard, but then we learn to filter our faces so that nobody knows what we're going through. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like you could be struggling, you could be whatever, and you go to work, and you're struggling, and whenever people, you know, pass you in the hallway, we all say the same thing. What's up? How you doing? How's your day going? And we all give the exact same answer every time. Good. I'm fine. Right? Good. Oh, it's good. How's your day? Good. Oh, oh, wonderful. We have this obligatory thing that we do with everybody, and we say we're good, right? God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Therefore, I'm good all the time and all the time. I'm good. So every time we see someone, like, I'm good. I'm good. But then we go further. We filter our faces. Because you could be going through hell in your personal life, miserable, and then you go to work, and as soon as you see people, and life is terrible, and all of a sudden, Hey, yeah, that's good, man. How are you doing? Oh, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear. It's a face filter. You could be going through facing bankruptcy. You don't even know if you're going to be able to keep the house and struggling. But when you see other people, hey, man, what's up? Oh, man, we're good. Things good. Kids good. Family's good. Life's good. Everything's good. We're good at filtering our faces so that nobody knows what we're going through, aren't we? I don't want to let anybody see my real struggle. I was, I was thinking about this. Uh, I was like, why do we do this? Why, why do we wear this mask all the time? Why, why is it when we're at work, we're at school, with our friends, we're over at family's house, why is it that we're constantly wearing a face filter that smooths out all the imperfections, that takes out all the bruises, that gets out all the ugly stuff in our life because we only want you to see the good stuff. Why do we do this? And then I thought about some of the quotes and phrases that I heard growing up. I heard about like some of the things. You ever, you ever heard this? We hear this all the time in culture, you know, never let them see you sweat. Now That might be a deodorant commercial, but I think I've also heard it in other aspects of life. You're pitching something at work. Don't let them see you, Don't let them see you sweat. Or maybe you've heard this, you know, don't show any signs of weakness. Don't show them your weight. Like, we learn that in sports. We learn that on the field. Come on, don't show any weakness. Or how about this one? Come on, real men don't cry. So suck it up, son. You know what I mean? Be a man. Real men, we don't, we don't cry. We don't show our emotions. We don't show these things. And so we go through life and we hear this message from, uh, you know, family and friends and culture that, that we're to be strong. We're to to show everybody the good stuff, but don't let them see you hurting on the inside. And so we've got a filter for our face so that nobody really knows what we're going through. But if we could remove that, because it's a mask and it's not real life, if we could remove that, And in fact, I think we should remove that. I would want to say something. There's something about a community like this that you need to know if you're new to a community like this. There's something that makes the church community different than every other community that you're going to be around. Because one of the things that we often say here is this. It's okay to not be okay. Amen. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay if you're struggling. Come on. It's okay if you're hurting. It's okay if you're fighting with your spouse. It's okay if you got a teenager that you just aren't getting along. It's okay to not be okay. And I think sometimes there's a misconception even to be at church. You gotta have it all together got to be good and so what do we do We fight all week with our family with our spouse with our kids all the way to church but man we know the moment you get out of the the car door on church property everybody face filter put on your church face and come to church And you hold hands with your spouse you've been yelling at them the whole entire week got your Bible in hand got your kids skipping on into church praise God God is good and all the time yeah and it's like dude can we not do that like, like, if you had a crappy week, just come on to church, like, feeling crappy. That's okay, right? Because there's a misconception that we got to have it all together. And I just want to say to you, it's okay to not be okay. In fact, I, I want to say this, and I want to give a little bit of a warning, because when we walk around with our face filter, like, everything is good all the time, what we don't realize is that we're actually creating an illusion that everyone else has to be good. Because we're pretending to be good, and it's a dangerous mask that we wear. This is why we're all doing it. Because everybody else looks like they've got it together. Everybody else, they look like the perfect family. Oh my gosh, they must love each other. I wish I had a spouse just like that. Don't they? And we're, we're looking at everybody else's life, and what we don't realize is we're looking at their face filter. In other words, you know, the stuff that we post on social media, it's only what I want you to see. It's not the real me. Right? The, the stuff that I put out there, it's filtered. My face is filtered. My posts are filtered. Everything's filtered because I want you to see a side of me that that I I want you to see, but I don't want you to see the real side of me. And so I I just want to say, what does it look like for us to drop the mask? To be real with each other. Somebody that I thought was phenomenal at doing this was the Apostle Paul. There's something about the things that he would write that were so real. I want to read to you some things that he wrote out of uh, a letter that he wrote to a church in Corinthians, it's 2 Corinthians. So if you've got a Bible or an electronic device, uh, go ahead and, and turn it on, open it up to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you one. But but you can follow along. We'll put the verses up for you. But, but if you have ever been in a place where you're struggling in life, I want to give you a, a, a suggestion. Read through 2 Corinthians. Because Paul doesn't write about uh, roses and rainbows and unicorns and Paul writes about real-life stuff in 2nd Corinthians I, I, I could identify with Paul in 2nd Corinthians and Paul does something that I always kind of felt like as a pastor you should never do he says some things unfiltered in his life I, w- I want you to look at just one verse in 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 Paul said this we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters, about the troubles that we experienced in the province of Asia, we were under great, what? Everyone say it with me. We were under great, come on, let's do it again. Help me out, Lancaster. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Paul is not wearing a mask here. I think there's something valuable about going through life without a mask like this on. Pa- Paul is not where he doesn't want to post a picture out there that's been filtered, that you can't see the bruises, you can't see the marks, you can't see the scars of the stuff that he's gone through. And Paul says, I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want to put on a show. I don't want to pretend like, hey, my ministry is great and everything's going. I need to tell you real life stuff. I hope as a preacher, I can always be super real, real life stuff for you. Because I'm going through some real life. I need some real life preaching in my own life. And I imagine we need some real life stuff in our life. And and so Paul says, I I just want to get real with you. And and he doesn't filter his posts. He just kind of puts it all out there. He says, I want to make sure you know how bad my life was. In fact, I think if he were here today and using the English vernacular, he would say something like, my life sucked. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? I don't even know if that's an extreme enough word. That Paul would have used. Here's why. He says this, because we were under such great pressure. You ever been under pressure? You ever felt like your life's under pressure? Paul was under pressure. I was thinking, it reminded me of a song that I I, want to think was probably something on Paul's playlist all the time. It's a song. I didn't know if you would remember this song, so I asked our tech team to play a few bars of it. Go ahead and play a few bars of the song. Yeah, this is, I think Paul was listening to this on repeat, wasn't he? All right, all right, that's enough, that's enough. I think we all get the idea, right? You all hear that instantly, don't you just kind of, you just start grooving it, you're like, oh, I love this song. And and some of you were thinking, all right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention, something. Grab a hold of me tightly, flowing like a harpoon, daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn out the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I'll rock a mic like a vandal. Light up the stage and wax a chump like a candle. Some of you, some, some of you, some of you thought, that was the song, didn't you? You're like, I love Vanilla Ice. Uh, just so you know, Vanilla Ice wasn't around when Paul had his Walkman. And uh, I probably didn't play enough, enough bars for you to know the song. Cause some of you are a little bit older. You know the OG riff, you know the real song. Come on, go ahead and play a little bit more if you guys would, I just wanna make sure People really know. See, I know you, you want to start rapping, but you don't realize this was written by David Bowie and Queen. Pressing down on me, pressing down on you. You all know this song? This is what it was really easy listening to. Yeah, all right, that's good, that's good. That's what was on his playlist. Under pressure. You ever feel like sometimes life has you? under pressure, you ever feel like life is so overwhelming, it doesn't go the way you thought it would go, you all of a sudden wake up one day and go, I never imagined that I would be divorced and alone, I never thought I'd grow up without a dad in the house, I never thought I would bury my child, I never thought that they would repossess my, I never thought it would get this bad, and Paul says, I know what it's like to be in a place. I don't want to put on a filter. I don't want to pretend for you. I don't want you to be uninformed about what I'm really going through in life. He says, life was so hard. It was so bad. There was so much pressure that I despaired of life itself. I I don't know if you've ever gotten to a place where you've thought that, but I bet there are many listening to me that have. That you got to a place where life was so bad that you literally thought, I don't think life is worth living anymore. Listen to me. If you are here today and you hear me today, I want you to hear this. There is a purpose for your life. You matter to God. You, you are here for a reason. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy that says life isn't worth living anymore. There's a reason that you're here. And I know it's hard. And I know everybody looks like they have their life together, but they really just have a filter on their face. There are other people here struggling. There's other people who are got doubts. There's other people who are going through some things like you're going through. And I think we've got this in our society, our culture. There's a stigma about asking for help. I don't ask for help. I'm a real man, so I'm just going to bear the brunt of this on my shoulder. We can do this. We can, you, you're so buried in life and we're afraid to ask anybody for help. Don't live that way. That's what this community exists for. That's why it's okay to not be okay because there are people here that want to help carry that burden with you so that you don't go through life alone. And in our lives, we're afraid to say anything. We're embarrassed, we don't want to ask for help. We want to say, I need to talk to somebody. But the truth is this, when we have a problem in our medical bodies, we're not embarrassed to say we are go see a medical doctor, but then we struggle mentally and we struggle emotionally and we're too afraid or ashamed to go, I need to talk to a counselor. We need to talk to a psychiatrist. I want to say we need to remove that stigma from society. We need to say there's freedom in asking people for help. Listen, I've been, I've been seeing a licensed counselor twice a month for the last eight months. I'm going to tell you, it has really helped me a lot. Don't, don't, don't be in a place where you think you've got to carry this alone. Don't, don't take a posture in your life where all you'll ever do is show people your good side. You know, I, I didn't even know that, that most people have a good side. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that until I would go to get in some pictures with like my daughters, my wife. You go to get in a picture with somebody and then they quickly jump to the other side of you. See, see women know what I'm talking about. Guys are clueless. Hey guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clue you in on something that your spouse feels. She's got a good side. If you notice that she always gets on the left side of you or always on the right side of you and then always tilts her head just a certain way, it's because she's got a good side. I didn't even know there was a good side. Apparently the profile of my nose looks a lot better from this side than it does from this side. You know what I mean? You think I got a good side. We got to, listen, you, you do this sometime. There's somebody you follow on social media who only post pictures about themselves. Do me a favor, go creep on them today and take a look. And I bet you every picture you see, their head's going to be tilted in just a certain way. And you're only going to see one side of their face because they're just going to show you the good side. And we don't want to show anybody the bad side. Now, I'm not talking about your post, your selfie. We, we don't want to show anybody struggle we don't want to show anybody our pain we only post our accomplishments and we only post what our kids have have done and look at how they came in first place but we don't want to post when they did a really good job but they didn't place we, we don't we don't want to show people our struggles in life when we connect in our small group we, we, we act like everything is good because we want to give everybody our good side I think if Paul were here I think Paul would want to teach us something today I think he'd want to teach us that your bad side might actually be your better side. Your bad side might actually be the better side. I I know you don't believe me, so I'm going to let Paul preach this. If Paul were here preaching his letter in 2 Corinthians, he, he would be preaching, I don't want you to be uninformed about the troubles that we had in Asia. Life was so bad, it was so hard. He goes on and on and on. And then when Paul would get to the middle of his sermon, when he gets to 2 Corinthians chapter 11... That's when Paul says something in verse 18, I want you to hear. This is Paul. He's like, all right, if we're going we're gonna to post something, let me show you what I'll post. Here's how he said it. In 2 Corinthians 11:18. 18, he said, since many are boasting in the way the world does, I too will boast. Now, this seems kind of cocky. He says, well, just like everybody else is boasting, I guess I'm going to boast. I'll put this in 21st century. Just like everybody else is posting, I'm going to post. When Paul says boast, you can translate post. Okay. Paul says, Hey, everybody else is boasting their accomplishments. Everybody else is boasting their, uh, uh how qualified they are. I too am going to boast. And it kind of sounds a little weird. It's like, okay, Paul, just because the world is boasting, you don't have to boast. But if you understood the context, Paul's dealing with a group of people, though he has started a church and was leading them from a distance, that these these uh, Jewish leaders had come in. these Judaizers had come in, and they started to put Paul down. They were dissing him. They're like, Paul's not a real apostle. Paul, Paul, he's kind of a second rate. Paul doesn't really know. Paul, he's good. He's got a great message, but Paul doesn't know that, because Paul was telling all the Gentile believers that it's by faith you're saved and not by works, so you don't have to keep all of the Mosaic law. You don't have to get circumcised. You don't have to, it's by faith in Jesus alone. And then this group of people came and said, Paul doesn't know what he's talking about. They're not qualified. Paul's not, qualified. Paul didn't come from us. Paul didn't. And so Paul's like, "Whoa, well, hold, 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 If you all going to boast, I'm going to boast. That's what we do, right? And so then Paul posts, boasts something on Instagram. And I want to read to you his caption because what he writes in verses 22 through 30 would be the caption on his post. So we think, okay, what am I going to put out there? What, what do I want people to see? here's what paul says this is fascinating i love this whole passage he says here's the caption of his post he says are they hebrews so am i are they israelites so am i are they abraham's descendants so am i are they servants of christ now i love his little conjecture he puts in parentheses he says i am out of my mind to talk like this are they servants of christ i am more huh take that put that in your pipe and smoke it this is This is Paul, he's boasting. Paul's like, I'm gonna show you my good side. I'm gonna put a post out there, and here's what I'm gonna write. And then look what he says. He goes on. He says, he says, In my servant of Christ, I am even more. He says, I have worked much harder. I put in 70 hours, they only put in 60. Okay, he's bragging about his good side. And then he says this, I've been in prison more freak what? (laughs) Yeah, I've been in the joint more than them. Ha ha. That's odd. I've been flogged more severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. He says, five times I, refu- I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. That's 39 for if you had trouble with the math. He said, three times I was beaten with rods. Man, that's this an interesting post, boast, Paul. I'm a little confused. He says, once I was even pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from the d- Gentiles, in danger from the, in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. You better hide your kids. You better hide your what? He says, verse 27, I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold. I've been naked. Besides everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak? I don't feel weak. Who is letting us sin? I do not inwardly burn. Paul gives this post and he he puts his caption on it. And this is not what you would think that you're going to boast about. See, we filter our lives so everybody can see our accomplishments. And it kind of leads in. Are they Hebrews? I'm Hebrews. Are they this? I'm this. Are they a servant? I'm a servant. And then he's like, but I've been put in prison more than they have I got stoned once. They threw stones at me once when I was preaching. See, see, where I come from, that's not a good thing. Just saying. Like, I'm thinking, okay, Paul, you missed a connection with the crowd. When, you, when they started throwing rocks at you, there's something they didn't like. It seems like everything that Paul says, I don't, I don't know. It's just me, but this is not the list of accomplishments that I would post. I, I would want to post, I got the new promotion, we got new house. You, you, know, you know what I mean? We, we, look, I get my best picture for my birthday and put it out there. with well, Thank you, well wishes, and I'm so happy living my best life. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we would do. This list would be the thing that I, I would think we would hide, you know, behind the filter. I don't want anybody to know what I've been through. I want to post the good side. And Paul says, in order for me to post my good side, I actually have to show you my backside because I've been whipped and beat so many times I got scars. Paul says, that's maybe not your good side. Here's how he, this is the hashtag. In verse 30 is the hashtag he puts at the bottom of his post. It's one really long hashtag. You know, people put really long hashtags. This is, Paul was that kind of guy. He said this If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my what? My. It seems countercultural to do that. It seems counterintuitive to do that. Never let them see you sweat. Don't show any signs of weakness. Don't cry. Don't let them know that you're hurting on the inside. Don't let them know that you're broken. It seems like it kind of goes against it. But, but Paul wants you to know, instead of hiding your weaknesses, Paul shows us that you actually have a reason to boast about them. I, I, I want us to get this in our spirit today because I believe that a lot of us are held hostage to this that we're living filtered lives in front of everybody else and no one else knows what we're going through and so we're carrying it all by ourselves. And I believe there is a freedom, that there's something, if you could get into your spirit today that Paul says could actually begin to change you, set you free when it comes to wearing masks. And Paul gives us the answer why. Here's what he says in chapter 12, verses 6 through 10. Here's why. He, he says this, even if I should choose to boast, now he's talking about how everybody else boasts, how everybody else boasts. He says, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. In other words, if I want to show you my list of accomplishments, I could show you my accomplishments. If I, if I, sh- I want to show you what I can do, I would show you what I can do. And then he says this, but I refrain so that no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Can I just stop for a second? That is some deep conviction in a world of social media where I wanna post everything about my life so that you can look at me. I wanna shine a spotlight on me. Hey, look at what I've accomplished. Look what I've done. Paul says, I don't do it that way. He says, I refrain. I don't want you to look at me and think something great about me. He says, He says, or even verse seven, or because of the surprising great revelations that I get from God. He says, therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. He says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he just kept saying to me, my what? Everyone say it. My grace. Come on, say it a little louder. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect. And weakness therefore i will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me that is why for christ's sake i delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when i am weak then i am what strong paul says that in order to keep me from being conceited in order to keep me from thinking it's about me He said, I was given a thorn in my flesh. There's something that I've got in my life that is keeping me humble. There's something that I've got in my life that I don't want anybody else to see. I filter that. You know, my thorn, I'm going to filter it so you don't see it. I'm going to show you smiles all the time. I want you to see the pain of what it is I'm going through. And so we we tend to do this and filter it. And Paul says, yeah, I know we filter this. And I know we, I've been asking God to take it away forever. God, I don't want this. And he hasn't. I just wonder if, if some of you have been asking God to take something away from your life and he won't take it away. I wonder if some of you have been praying for God to remove something. Remove a disease, remove a, a situation to remove. I wonder if some of you have been praying for God to give you something and he hasn't given it to you. You've been praying for a healing. You've been praying for a miracle in your mind. You're praying and asking your God, God, will you do this? And you think in your head, you say, if God will show up and do this, then the world will know. I mean, we say this all the time. I, I do this. If God would just heal me, if God would heal this person, imagine how the doctors and imagine the friends, they would all see the power of God. But what if, just what if, Paul would say, what if God wants to display His power, not in the miracle that you desire, but through the faith that you demonstrate in the midst of your weakness? What if God says, I want my power to be perfected in the middle of your weakness so my grace is sufficient to carry you through it? I don't want to hear about His grace in this moment. I want a miracle. God says, "I, I know you do. But you don't realize... That i'm doing something not only in you but i'm going to do something for the whole world through your trial and through your weakness stop filtering it stop pretending everything's great stop going through life and not really connecting with people and never letting anybody in because you've been hurt before stop with the filter because it's not working you know why it's not working listen to this truth when you conceal your weakness you won't reveal god's power I want want that to sink in for just a moment that truth when we conceal our weakness we actually don't reveal God's power we think it's the other way around but it's not Paul says I will boast all the more but I'm gonna boast about my weakness I'm gonna boast about my pain i'm gonna boast about my heartache i'm gonna but i'm going to i'm gonna show the world that you know why because when i'm weak i'm actually strong my faith is strong my trust in god is strong what people see when they see that i don't know if there is a greater picture of faith than when the world sees us struggling yet still trusting god we think it's the miracles god said no 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 it's not the miracles it's when you do that so my grace is sufficient so you might be here today and I feel like the kind of person who never lets anybody in. I, I can identify because I've been like that. I still wrestle with this. I, I've been, tried to be the leader. I tried to be the pastor. I tried to be, I mean, whether you're a leader at work or you're a leader at home. I think there's an element where we try to make sure that nobody can see that we're hurting. I don't want my kids to see it. I don't want my husband to see it. I don't want my small group to see it. I don't want my pastor to see it. I don't want my church to see it. And so I try to carry everything by myself. You know what I found out? When you get under enough pressure and you do that, you'll crack. You'll crack because you weren't made to carry it by yourself. You'll crack. I never realized how strong vulnerability is until really this past year. I, I just went through some things over this past year. If you've been around our church for a while, you know we went through a really hard season for probably a year, year and a half, and that god was doing a lot of things in me he was doing things in our church to prepare us for where we are right now but I was, I was in this place where it was just struggle it was emotional hurt it was i don't know what's going on and i felt the pressure i felt the pressure like paul said every day for the church i felt the pressure for leading the pressure for having to be a certain way and wanting to show you i'm good i finally decided i just can't i can't put that on anymore i gotta drop this filter this mask and so if you were here maybe a couple months ago we invited all of our small groups and our volunteers everybody to a special family night that we had at at church and for an hour I just sat on the stage and I just kind of walked through everything that we've gone through what I've gone through what I'm dealing with what we're dealing with what's really kind of been going on and it was the hardest thing in the world to do find myself getting emotional crying all this stuff and it's like you know you you just I don't know what people are gonna think the moment I walked off that stage that night the very first person came up a big strong dude he came up to me and he said I could never do that you are so strong and all of a sudden something clicked in my head and I realized that vulnerability is actually a strength guys need to hear this because we're going to be macho and we don't sometimes let our wife into our emotions or our kids and this and i never realized how strong vulnerability is i I never realized listen i I don't know that i'm a a great leader i don't know if i'm a good leader but i i had to let the church in on where i was and the moment that happened something started to shift and something started to change And, and all of a sudden you know what i began to discover i have god's grace for it, to walk through it, and all of a sudden we begin to see that God is God, his strength is displayed in my weakness. And so I'm not going to boast about all the good things that I can do and accomplishments. But I want to be like Paul and say, I'm going to boast about how I'm hurting and struggling, but how I'm still trusting God. Because if God can take someone who's broken in a mess like me, and he can use me to change the world, God can use you to change the world. This is why God takes a barren couple in Genesis 12. And he says, I'm going to bring a great nation through you god specializes in taking the broken the hurting the weak and he says now watch what i can do now that they're weak my power will be displayed he took a tongue-tied felon and he he saved an entire nation out of slavery he took a little shepherd boy and he used him to defeat a, a giant and an entire nation what i'm trying to say is that listen we need to drop the mask be real with each other and know that. God's grace will carry you through this. That that there's something strong about being authentic with each other. So what would it look like in this community for us to not pretend? I just want you to know that here when you gather with this group of people, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be struggling. When you come to church, it's okay to wear it, okay? It's okay to, to ask somebody, would you pray with me today? It's okay to ask your small group to carry a burden with you. Like, you need that. We're not made to handle it. So when I, when I think about this filter that I live my life on, I think we need to drop the filter. Let's be real, let's be authentic because there's something beautiful that God does in the midst of our weakness amen church come on would you pray with me both our campuses father we we thank you for your grace thank you God that your grace is sufficient to carry us through whatever we ask you to remove whatever we don't want to carry but we have to carry I pray right now because I know that there are a lot of people hurting in our church There's some situations, some dynamics that that I can't even relate to. I'm so thankful for a God that that doesn't expect us to be perfect, that doesn't expect us to show everybody just the good things, but to show the real life side of us to be authentic. I pray, God, there's a freedom that would come today, a freedom just to tell a friend what, what we're struggling with, a freedom to share with the pastor. How we're hurting I, I pray god of freedom today in our homes to be able to be authentic with each other and say i'm i'm struggling i'm having a crisis right now i I don't, I don't know where god is i feel like i'm struggling he hasn't shown up he hasn't done something i need him to do it's okay i just want you to know this god's grace is sufficient god can handle it god can handle your questions god can handle your fears authentic with god if you're in a place today of just saying i, I need to be authentic with god I-, I want you to know that you can even begin a relationship with god when you drop the mask when it's no longer about you and about pretending to be good enough for god when you drop that mask and say god i'm a mess i need you that is the moment that you'll discover his grace that's the moment you'll experience his power in your life I want to just say right now, I just feel like maybe there's someone here in Lancaster that you need, to, you need to begin that relationship or come home to Christ today. If that's you today, this is, listen, there's something beautiful about surrender. There's something amazing about it, about trust. If that's you today, would you just pray this with me in your, your heart? Just, God, today I, I trust you. I need you. I can't do this on my own. I'm, I'm done pretending i'm lost without you i need you would you forgive me would you give me your spirit god would you just change my life i ask you right now to lead me lead me in a relationship today i give you my life i pray this in the name of jesus our savior and everyone said amen Amen. come on let's just praise god for his grace today